only a real one. Oh, wait. Only if you're a real one. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> only real ones know what a boopy is. <laughs> what is wrong with my brain? Oh, bingle, bingle. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Good job, good job. Erica was saying bingle, bingle before we started recording. <laughs> and I told her to start the podcast that way. And she said no. <laughs> so I'm proud of her for doing it. Thank you. I heard it in my head. Or oh, that sounds a little weird. I like thought of it in my head. And I thought, oh, that'd be fun to say out loud. And then I said it out loud. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and also, we just wanted to give a little quick disclaimer on Alice's end regarding our last podcast episode. Oh, yeah. Guys, I don't hate Erica's um, partner. He seems like a cool guy. I just don't understand his way of thinking. Or especially like just that, that topic. Yeah, actually it's just that. Yeah. It's only that. Yeah. And honestly, in all fairness, I probably am not doing him justice in describing it well. I feel like when I was listening back to that, I left a couple points out that I remember him telling me. But overall, I'll just have him explain it one day or give me like I don't know yeah points well, to also mention. in all fairness when Erica first explained it to me she also didn't understand it and didn't yeah. like it so yeah it's not that I didn't like it, I just didn't understand it but now that I do understand it I you know I respect it I I get it and what that's why I, I guess adopted a little bit of that perspective into how I think too no, yeah I was literally gonna say not only do you understand it you also think that way <laughs> yeah because I like it I mean it was definitely a different or new perspective that I didn't have before but I feel like that's nice because now I have another one you know and I like it so I like mm, no sure <laughs> Oh no. Whatever whatever floats your boat, man. I'm not here to get in the way of you and your <laughs> lifestyle and thinking. Okay, anyway, guys, I don't hate him. That's that's the main point. Anyway, moving into the topic of today. <laughs> today we're talking about positivity and fighting your inner demons. Yeah. Ooh. Last episode was a little bit more of a giggly, silly one. Um, but this one I feel like it's gonna be a deep one. It's getting serious in here, guys. <laughs> she says in a very serious tone. What are you talking about? I'm the most serious. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Alice and I wrote out an outline for ourselves, but they were a brain dump of our thoughts, so how this is going to flow will be uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll start it off. Okay. Do you think you're an optimist? Yes. Naturally, yeah. Okay, so you said you're an optimist. Right. How do you fight your inner demons? Okay. Since you're like, you skew positively yeah. as a person. When I am trying to fight off my inner demons, during that time, it's probably because, what, they grew louder, they were stronger because I'm spiraling, I'm going through something given a circumstance or what have you. But um, to fight off my inner demons, to be optimistic during that time is incredibly difficult. That's why, like, I spiral. That's why it grows louder and, like, I, it's hard for me to be positive. So I wouldn't say like I fight it with optimism because like honestly it's too it's too hard to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's just so hard to see the good right now or in that circumstance because I probably got to that point for a reason. But what I've learned is that well first off, I feel like everyone knows this but it, it's easily forgotten when you're going through it, but it's just reminding myself that Whatever's happened has happened, and whatever will happen will happen. And you can't control that. That's life. But what you can control is you staying present in that very moment. And then the example that I have definitely t- shared with you before was the one where I'm going to open this up in my in my outline because I don't want to butcher it. 
but I saw this somewhere. Um, I think it was a reel or something. I, I don't want to take credit for it. It's not, I didn't think of this, but I really enjoyed when I, when I saw it. But it said, um, look around wherever you are and look for everything that's red. Like red, 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 get that in your head and close your eyes and now name everything that was the color blue. And that's going to be really difficult because that's not what you're focusing on. That's not what you saw. So when you open your eyes and you look around, you, you're going to see that you missed so much of the blue that was in your surrounding, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the whole point in that is you miss so much around you when you focus on just one thing. And like what you look for is what you'll see. And it's just so easy to see the negatives in a situation. But the thing is, you can also see the positives as well. And so from that, I really liked it because it emphasizes that what we focus on dictates the quality of our life. And when I shift that focus, I guess that's when it becomes easier to be positive or optimistic because I was focusing so much on the negative. So I guess like in a roundabout way, it's kind of saying like think positively of your situation. But like you get what I'm trying to say. I do. So I have two things with this. One, it reminds me of lucky girl syndrome and how that was so popular on TikTok because like the neurology behind it is like, but whatever you're focusing on, when your brain is processing every other stimuli, it's only going to focus on those things. Exactly. But then if you shift your mindset, it'll focus on that, right? Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say was like, so you're saying like think positively and that's how you can like fight your inner demons and change your quality of life but when does that cross into like toxic positivity i feel like toxic positivity will look like when you start to ignore or what's the word it's like you're trying to live ignorantly you know what i mean uh, like ignorant yeah. bliss and it's not that you choose to just like think positively but my whole point in that example was that it's what you focus on so say if like you went through something or something happened to you it's like focusing on like different points of it that's like you know is like swallow you alive or whatever it is it's like that's just what's gonna happen in your life you're just gonna keep going down this like spiral and like it's gonna be a lot harder to I guess in that sense think positively piggybacking off of what I have said if it's it hasn't been clear already but I've definitely voiced this with you before mm -hmm. um this is someone a church member of mine mentioned during a community group which is just basically where you come together, fellowship, and discuss about different things. But um, he mentioned how emotions are not caused by your circumstances, but your beliefs about that circumstance or about the circumstance causes you to feel how you feel. So that kind of also explains the example I gave, if that makes any sense, you know? So it's not like think positive and like move on. It's just more of like how you see it, how you view it. Because there's not just one tone. Like it's an attitude. It's an attitude, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. The point that I wanted to make was, yeah, there's, like, things that we go through. Like, we have our inner demons. And, like, ideally, like, we can try to be optimistic or, like, look positively at it. But at the end of the day, I think the most real way and most effective way of getting through whatever hardship or your own inner thoughts is through just feeling it and, like, going through it instead of living around it or like in denial of it which I think that's when toxic positivity can like become a thing right when you're like only focusing on the positives and like avoiding the negative reality of stuff oh no for sure and I feel like a lot of people do that because that was another point that I made in my outline is that sitting with your thoughts and feelings and accepting them as they are is how you learn about yourself versus running away from them or by running away from them you you distract yourself to not feel 
you know? Yeah, but then it's like, if you do that, you never actually heal or overcome those things. And that's why also it's bad and unhealthy, but there are a lot of people that go into relationships or even carrying that into any relationship, whether that be friendship or a romantic relationship. But, you know, everyone has some sort of, I guess, quote unquote baggage, right? And like they have their old scars and wounds of the past. But if you don't learn how to heal that on your own, it's like you kind of place that burden on your partner because it'll come out, it'll project even though you thought you stuffed it away and it's gone. It's not. It's just you tried to forget about it, but obviously it will come back and be triggered if you never sat down with yourself and healed that part of yourself, you know? Yeah, I mean, like you said, that does not apply to just romantic relationships. It's any relationship, right? Like hurt people, hurt people right? type of thing. Yeah, but it's hard. It's not an easy thing to just like sit in your emotion or sit and think through and process your feelings or insecurities or whatever hardship you're going through. It never gets easier. You just find more ways on how to endure it, which was my whole point in the beginning. So in a sense, it may seem to be easier, but it's not. Something that a friend of mine has said to me before when I was going through a really difficult time in my life a few years ago, she said, you've been through hard times before and you were able to overcome it. And this is just another one of those times and you will get through this. And that was honestly the most comforting piece of advice someone gave me during that time that I still remember it five, six years later. Because it's just a reminder that what I'm going through is so extremely difficult or painful or whatever it is, stressful, exhausting. And in, in that moment, it's hard to see past that. But then reminding myself, like, wait a minute, I've been through a lot of hardship like this before. Not a lot of, but, you know, I've just been through hardship before and I'm going through a new one. But I got through that one. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, right, I can get through this. Like, I can do this. It's just going to take time. Yeah. And what they say, you know, like, time is the healer of all things. I mostly agree. What part of that do you not agree with? It's true. Time does, like, heal wounds. Right. But I think there are some wounds that just, like, never fully heal. Like, it can lessen the pain of things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the pain for every situation is going to go away every time. Um, I feel like for that I would agree to disagree. Just because, like, there are many times where I thought that and I had that perception about something. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, wow, I really don't feel that anymore. If I really talk about or get into it, the emotions that I felt during that time may arise. But do I feel those those emotions now? No, I can't say that I do. But if I reflect on that time period, of course, then also reflect on the emotion that I felt. And because I'm human, it's just kind of like a reminder of like, oh, wait, I went through that, you know? I guess. Maybe my the thing I'm thinking of is too extreme. I'm thinking of like death. Like, oh! <laughs> like, if someone dies okay. that you're really close to, yeah, yeah, like, time lessens that wound, you know? Like, say your mom dies or your dad dies. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. Don't let any of our parents die. But that pain is, like, kind of always there. Like, it always lingers. Okay, for that, yes. But, yeah, I guess it is an extreme case. It is, but, I mean, I'm glad that you brought that up because, like, I wasn't thinking about that and I, I don't want what I said to be a blanket statement um, because that's true, like, Death is a very difficult thing to process and, like, losing a loved one, like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like, I mean, it's different for every person. Like, there's some situations, I feel like, for certain people that are, like, way more, or, like, a traumatic experience that, like, people go through as kids or stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I feel like there are cases, yeah, they're extreme, but I feel like there are definitely cases where it's just, like, time does not heal those things. 
entirely, even if it lessens the pain a bit? I think mm, change my answer in regards to that. It's time does heal and it may not seem like everything, but the way you view it and the way that you feel about it does get easier. Obviously, it really varies case by case, but I also do believe when it comes to anything like grief, grief only matches like how much you love that person. So of course, especially if it's a loved one, like that will last for, if not like your entire life for some people, and that's okay. But I think this is where it's also like how you see things comes into play and like not just focusing on like, I mean, it's very, very difficult and I don't want to be one to speak for others, but it's just, you know, to also like honor and respect when they were here, it's to talk about them in in the positive, like not saying that they're bashing on them. I mean, just like enjoying the memories rather than like mourning it. You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. And, like, I do know there are others that may feel like when you look back on the past, whether it be in this extreme case of, like, losing a loved one or whether it's, like, just a difficult circumstance you went through, I feel like it's really easy to self-shame yourself in the fact that, like, you can think, like, oh, I should have done this or I could have done this or could have done this better or things like that. But, like, you didn't know at that time And, like, to beat yourself up about the things that you didn't do in the past is just self-sabotage, you know? Like, how could you have known? And it's just, like, giving yourself that love and grace in that we're human, we are learning, and that's what life is about. Like, you just go through different experiences and different hardships or mistakes, whatever it may be. It's, It's what helps shape you as a person and actually one of the points that I mentioned in my outline is that as you live life each individual piece of you will be replaced or refunctioned or redefined to get to the best version of yourself and that's why for me I don't wish that my life went any differently mistakes and all like do I regret if I cause anyone pain or anything like that of course a hundred percent I never wish pain upon anyone but I've learned and that's life And there's so many more lessons to learn and live. And moving forward, it's like now I know better. And now I can make sure to not have that happen again, you know? And if it didn't happen before in the past, if it's a lesson that I didn't know about or whatever, it will happen in the future, you know? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'd say like, yeah, like things get redefined or like repurposed, for lack of better words like, from our past lessons or, like, past experiences, I don't know if things necessarily get replaced. But I'm, like, being kind of nitpicky about, like, the words you're using, I think. Omit, replace. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I think I agree. I can't say that there's things that I don't regret in my life. I think I used to be one of those people, like, I used to think like you where I was, like, I don't regret anything that happened in my life because that brought me exactly to where I am now. After having been through some things, there's definitely things I regret, like 100%. And I wish I could take those back. I don't care if I would be different, but there's definitely things I regret that I've gone through or like things that I've done. And yeah, I don't know. I I guess it's like, it's like in retrospect, I feel like I'm able to be positive. But like going through things in the moment, I have such a negative outlook. But like, that's like how I cope with it, I guess. I don't want you to think that that's how you cope with it. It's just, that's normal. That's natural. If you are going through something, it's only natural for you to be and feel negative emotions because it's causing you some sort of pain. 
you know, if you felt happy emotions while you were going through pain, you would be considered psychopath. I mean, not like happy, but it's like, there are people, like, true optimists, like, super consistent optimists. Even in, like, the worst parts, they're probably like, yeah, like, this is hard, but I'll get through it. Or like, yeah, this is hard, but I'm so thankful for XYZ that this happened in the midst of this too or something. Or like, yeah, at least I'm learning. That's like you. You're like a true optimist, I think. Oh. I think like for me, if I'm going through something negative, like yeah, I, I think like logically I know all of these things, like it'll get better. Yeah, maybe I'll be okay one day. Yeah, like I don't know, whatever other positive affirmation that there can be for a negative situation. Right. In the midst of me going through it, all I can focus on is like, this sucks. This yeah. is so hard. And I guess that's like another opposite side of it it's not like me trying to be pessimistic but I'm just like stating the fact about how I feel about a situation right and I don't know if that's like I don't think it's optimism I don't think it's pessimism Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's realism it's just like matter of fact yeah I'm also just very mindful of what I share and that's something that I've learned throughout my life because I am such a verbal processor but I've learned to be more mindful in that whatever I'm going through, I just think to myself, am I sharing this to get it off my chest and give this to that person to manage? Or am I sharing it because I want to connect more and for them to understand me? And like, I don't always share everything that I'm going through and all the thoughts. But the thing is, I'm not immune to those to that negativity or to those negative thoughts to have. It's just like I, again, sat with my thoughts and, and feelings and really had to work through it because there was a point in my life where I didn't and I ran for a very, very long time and I distracted myself with everything possible. And that was because, I don't know, whether it was my pride blinding me and that I just didn't see my own faults or whatever or it was just too painful for me to even be able to process. It's just something I learned to figure out how to, again, endure that hardship. The reason I'm able to do that now is because of my faith and like where my reliance and dependence is, is on God, not me. And that's where what I was doing so much in the past and it didn't work and I've done like everything possible. But then once I turned to God and working on loving God, it's just, I've learned that when you learn more about who he is, you just learn and understand more of who you are. And from that or through that, I learned how to love myself appropriately. And then because I was able to love myself appropriately, I was then able to learn how to love others and how to receive love from others. Because at the end of the day, it's like people will let you down, but Jesus will not. And I've learned that even in the presence of pain, that doesn't mean because I'm feeling pain or there is pain, that doesn't mean God isn't there. So I guess a clearer way of saying that is the presence of pain does not mean the absence of God. This became very faith-based. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Even me as a Christian, I was like, this became so preachy. I didn't mean for it to be preachy, but I'm just saying like that's how I cope through it. And like I don't want people to think that I'm relying on my own strength to get through my hardships because I'm not. I'm not the one fighting my inner demons or whatever. It's not me. I'm not that strong, you know? And, like, that's why it's hard for me to also talk about my faith because it so easily can seem preachy or whatever. But that's just the matter of fact for me. And that's my reality. Yeah. I respect that. I mean, I understand it, too. I think I'm just in a drier season. So, like, yeah, I don't think I have that. But even when I was, like, in a better season, uh-huh. I guess, I feel like even the way I view what you just described is, like, slightly different from you. What do you mean? Correct me if I'm wrong. The way I understood your explanation to be is that, like, 
actually never mind I think I do agree with you because <laughs> okay. I, I, I was gonna say like I don't think it's like God is fighting the entire battle it's like I'm there and God is like the armor I guess like he's like the main fighter but it's like I'm still the one going through it too you know no I think you phrased that really well like you are the one going through it but he is your armor yeah and that's how you're able to endure it and like my whole point to also all of that is like we often didn't pray to God to change our circumstances, but like his desire, this is going to sound preachy, but I'm sorry for those that aren't Christian, but like his desire is to change us. And it's just like, for me realizing like, oh, me running away, me distracting myself, me trying to figure it out on my own is missing out on what he's trying to do. So in that, it's just realizing enduring the hardship is what refines me as a person and also strengthens me. Which is why I'm able to, when I am talking about it or sharing whatever I'm going through with someone, it may seem more positive or a more positive spin to things, given the lens I'm looking through, if that makes sense. No, it does. Okay. It's because I was trying to think of, like, how do you, like, always say things? You're like, oh, blah, 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 but I'm learning. And that totally makes sense in the sen- in the frame of all of this, right? Like right. for you in this season of your or not just the season of your life, like in general as like a person of faith, right? Right. The way we're supposed to live our life is like knowing that God has a plan and a purpose in everything. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, it's like sucks. Yeah, it's hard. But at the end of the day, it's like we are learning and we're learning whatever he's trying to teach us. Yeah. But it's also a constant battle, you know? And yeah. it's like something that you mentioned too, where it's like some... Some wounds are just bigger and deeper than others. And that's where the invasive thoughts always comes in. And that's where the rumination occurs. And that's when your insecurity starts cropping up. Like, it's just like something that you just have to learn as you continue living how to be able to endure all of that because it it doesn't go away. And the problems will only get harder. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to turn the conversation super deep. Go ahead. But I don't know if you'll feel comfortable talking about it. Go ahead. What are your inner demons? That's not deep at all. What? <laughs> That's pretty deep, is it not? I guess it is deep. I, I just, like, like conversations like this, so it's, like, I See, wouldn't... Yeah, yeah, I think it's, like, not deep for us, but I'm thinking from, like, the general audience perspective. Oh. Like, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess it is deep, but it is very prevalent or relevant to what we're talking about. I guess my inner demon would probably be that, where I guess my trauma all started, which is... Like, or, or if you don't want to go into, like, a current one or, like, the big one. Like, what's mm-hmm. one inner demon that you have, like, overcame? I overcame? <laughs> <laughs> I see the gears turning and I, I, I just see, like, this library. You're like, there's so many to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it's because it's as you continue to do life, this is what I mean. Like, when you overcome them, they're not your world. It's not your world anymore. And like, you almost forget about it. So it's like the fact that I even have to sit here and think about what my old inner demons were, I feel like it's just like another good testament to show like whatever you're going through, you can, you can overcome it to the point where it's so difficult for me to even think of one. Oh wait, I just thought of one. For me, I guess it ties into like the broader scope of people pleasing And I know where it comes from and and that origin point, but to just make it a bit more general. For me, it was really hard to set boundaries. And it was also even harder to know what my boundaries were because I never set them. Mm. And through that, I just became like more uncomfortable or unhappy in a bunch of relationships because, I mean, it's, it's not fair to anyone else. For myself because I wasn't laying that groundwork of just that basic respect for myself 
and like learning how to be able to to verbalize that to the other person and like I think I learned better how to regulate my emotions knowing that you know people can survive their emotions I can survive my emotions and other people can survive their emotions so for me to set this boundary and they feel uncomfortable they feel hurt a certain way well first off it's my responsibility to make sure they understand why I'm setting it or whatever the case may be but also that if they do feel that that they too can survive that emotion and that responsibility of what they feel isn't solely 100% on me whereas before I did make that my 100% 110% responsibility of not wanting to hurt anyone because like I said before there was a point in my life where I was very blind to a lot of the things that I was doing because during that time I was trying to distract myself and run away from things and during that I didn't see the co- like the harm I was causing around me in my messiness you know mm-hmm. So distress tolerance, I guess, and setting boundaries. So no boundaries equals more distress. But right now I got boundaries and I am a very happy girl. Yay. (laughs) So I guess I would be an inner demon if that counts as one. Yeah, I think it does. It's like a subsection of people pleasing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you think of one? I did. It's one that I'd say I kind of overcame, but it's also in a way still something that I'm working through. And I kind of talked to you about it the other day. Like, my insecurity or, like, fear of failing right. or being a failure. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it's because, like, in school, I think I have this, like, complex of always wanting to be right or, like, not wanting to be wrong because I thought it was, like, embarrassing. Or I feel like I had a lot of expectations on me to, like, be the smartest one in the room or, like, know what I'm talking about and stuff like that. So, like, even in school and stuff growing up, if I didn't know something or, like, even if I did know something, I wouldn't raise my hand to, like, answer a question if the teacher asked because I was scared that I might get it wrong and then I would be embarrassed in front of everyone. Right. And I think, like, that's also why I had such a hard time doing, like, public speaking growing up because I'm like, what if I say something stupid in front of everyone? Mm-hmm. and it's like wrong mm-hmm. and I think because of that it's like I tend to like be harder on myself for making mistakes which is something that I like thought I kind of overcame because like I, I don't think I'm a failure I don't think I'll ever think that I'm a failure now in my life mm-hmm. just with the people that I have around me and like the things that I know that I am capable of like I don't think from a realistic perspective I would ever be like oh I'm a failure or something like that but right. I think it's like I've overcome like that demon of it but there's like I guess like another subsect kind of how you have a subsect of yours like Mm -hmm. in how I handle mistakes because I think out of like me not wanting to be a failure like if I make a mistake that's like I know I'm not a failure but I'm so hard on myself about making errors right and especially like recently I've been realizing like how hard I am on myself about those and how I like keep beating myself up over them Mm -hmm. and that's something I'm still working on like I think something I it was like something I was literally working through like a week or two ago at work where I was like I forgot to do something and I was like being really hard on myself and like a couple of my senior engineers they were like oh like yeah you should do this like I think we should have done this to like be safer for like our deployment or something something and I was like the whole day I was like oh I'm so stupid I'm so stupid why didn't I do that like Mm -hmm. I should have known Mm -hmm. but at the same time like to get through that day I realized I was like it's fine like I can do it now and it's just a mistake like I'm not gonna get fired no one is like looking down on me because of this you know yeah so yeah yeah I mean I kind of talked about this with you and um, another friend of ours in how this honestly comes to be and it's kind of touching back on the point that I mentioned earlier that that church member brought up about like your Mm -hmm. belief on the circumstance that causes you to feel how you feel it's like 
there was a time in your life that you felt embarrassed or whatever, if it's belittled or a failure, it's like your mind, body, what have you, it's stuck, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I never want to feel this again. And to your mind, they probably thought that's that in some category of danger. And then that's why it's kind of like your body tries to go through whatever means to avoid feeling that again. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, you know, just to think about like, oh, there's like so many people out there that have their own hurts, have their own things that they went through that caused them to feel how they feel or the insecurities that they have. And that's why my last point was that you're not alone. And that's the importance of like community because I'm not going to lie. We had a friend come and I lost my train of thought. She's here now. She's chillasting in the back. I don't particularly remember what I was going to say. So if it doesn't make any sense or there's no cohesive thought to what I'm about to say. Wait, did you not write it down? No, like I wrote down you're not alone. That was my point. I was going <laughs> to branch off of that. But um, yeah, all to say is just a disclaimer. If my point that I'm saying does not make any sense in supporting the sentiment that Allison shared, I am sorry. Anywho, yeah, you're not alone. Community matters. And like when you do go through whatever you're going through, given the thoughts that you're having, the beliefs that you see or feel, no, the beliefs that you think about that given circumstance, it's like the people, like your close trusted people around you are there to help remind you and see what is the reality of the situation. Because when you're going through something, it's harder to be able to see that because the emotions are clouding your judgment and perception about things. And But the people around you that care about you and love you will kind of ground you back again and brings me back to the point that I mentioned in the beginning of just what you can control is staying in the present and they just kind of help bring that back for you. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I think personally just because I'm going through stuff right now, I like, I agree with what you're saying, but at the same time I'm like, if you're going through stuff, yeah, they can ground you and they can like say things help you but at the end of the day like it's gonna always it might always feel like no one understands how you feel when I say ground you it's not that they're taking away or minimizing what you're feeling or how you're feeling but it's like for example if you start overthinking a situation this is just going to be the example if you're overthinking the situation and you're starting to think all these thoughts are like what if they said this because they feel this way or what if like all the what if thoughts getting louder and louder Mm -hmm. it's like them being like kind of like laying out the facts point a b and c you've done this for me several times before mm-hmm. and so has the friend sitting in the back <laughs> but uh yeah it's just like like these people are my people and they bring me back in reminding me like this is not that's not truth you know but to what you said it it does feel like you are very much alone going through whatever you're going through because only you are feeling that emotion at that moment and to me i've learned that I feel most alone when I don't feel understood. It's yeah. not that I'm actually alone. Yeah. It's like, I mean, like, yeah, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, no experience is truly unique. Like, everyone has gone through something similar or felt similar emotions. But because, like, the specific context of things is so different, like, at a high level, the situation is the same from, like, person to person. Right. But because those details are different and, like, the feelings attached to those details are, like, intertwined with all of that, it's, like, that's what makes it like going through hard things feel so isolating. Yeah, I think. And yeah, I think that's something that I've been feeling a lot lately. For sure. And I think that's where again, your community comes in to just kind of bring you that support. Because right now, or if you are going through something, it's just so hard to do it alone. And you just don't feel strong. 
and that's why the people around you support you with that love and grounding that person in whatever they're going through I feel like is a little bit of a separate topic given what we're talking about right now yeah I I think like I mean because I am going through stuff you know like I can say yeah I honestly I feel like no one really understands me and like what I am going through Mm -hmm. right now but at the same time it's like I have not been able to like survive the last like however many days or whatever without the people around me mm-hmm. and it's like through all of this I've just been seeing like the importance of community like you've been saying because it's like I can share that burden with people or like I know that they want to share the burden with me and like mm-hmm. you said they're like there to support you or mm-hmm. me or whatever right so yeah yeah this one was a deep one yeah but it was a good one it was we can be sentimental too boobies <laughs> Did you say boobies? Boobies. Okay. I was like, I, I was like, I can't believe you got it wrong. But you said boobies, so okay. Yeah. No, we're good. We're good. Our yeah. friendship is secure. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, while we're at it, does our special friend want to say hi while she's here? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's Subi Booby. <laughs> she is a booby. Not a booby. I mean, she is also a booby, but she is Subi Booby. Yeah. <laughs> But you'll hear her sometime in the future when she guest stars. And when we buy another microphone. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we broke, man. Please, five stars, okay? Yeah. <laughs> share, like, share, comment, subscribe, and everything. Yes, and that cues the end of this podcast. Bye, boobies. Bye, boobies. Say bye, boobies, boobies. Bye, boobies. Yes. Boobies. Yes. Oh, wait, also, also, if you're going through a hard time, you'll get through it. Just stay positive, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that deep. <laughs> Fight your inner demons, bruh. Yeah, just like, get over it. Be chill. <laughs> Nothing to be that sad about. <laughs> oh my god, we are the worst. Just kidding. Well, not just kidding about us being the worst. Just kidding about the stuff we said before all that. Anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna ground you right now. You, you. We goodbye. <laughs>